0: Hey everyone out there, how are we going? It's Kiri coming live and loud from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. This this update I've been putting off for a while because I really wanted um to give you guys some positive news and to give you some good news. But let's face it, it wouldn't be me without some crap and some shit along the way, would it? Um, where to start? God, it's been it's been a bit of a nightmare run. Um, well, my uh, dreams of trying to get back to work have been put on the back burner and sort of been shat on a little bit. Um, looks like I won't be able to get back into corrections anytime soon to work back in the jails. Um, I've been uh, constantly sick for the last four months. Mm-hmm. And, um, the doctors still haven't really figured out what's going on. Um, I did manage to trace the problem back to, I found some mold in my house. I had a washing machine that's been leaking, um, for quite some time, um, probably around, uh, June, July and August which if if you are in Australia we're in the southern hemisphere is our winter so a lot of cold, damp uh, air was in the house and yeah I got um, some lung infections and sinus problems and have been pretty much constant the whole time Um, and then I found the mould and I um, tried to clean up what I thought was there, but I ended up uh, making myself extremely sick. And um actually found out that um, I've only cleaned up about a third of it. It's gone through about five different walls and gone through my floor. And uh, my concrete pad, of the slab on my house, is still soaked with water. So that that's been a bit of a worry. Um, the good news is the insurance company looks like they're going to come to the party and help pay for fixing it, but they're not going to cover everything. So I am going to be out of pocket. But if my health starts to improve, um, that's a big bonus. Definitely a big bonus. Um, oh, God. Um, oh, God, this is awful to say. Um, the i found out on about the 8th of um november that i've got a 12 to 13 millimeter lesion growing in my left lung and um been a bit scary because you know I still don't know what it is and I'm trying to be blissfully ignorant as to try and keep positive and not think about the, the worst stuff um, he's got a name I call it Gerald and let's face it you know no one we know called Gerald's going to cause you any harm or do, any, do something bad so um, I don't get to see a specialist until the 9th of December so Still got a wee way to go to figure out what's what's going on. Haven't really told my family because I my my brother stresses out quite a bit and he's got a lot on his plate. So plus it was only a few days. I after uh, well when I found out that it was his birthday, so I definitely didn't want to tell him on his birthday. And well, my sister's not talking to me so. Um, that, that's been a bit hard. but this, this is when the reality of um, you know the choices that I've made having to retreat from the world and go to my my little bubble is coming home to roost. And the simple fact is if I have to undergo chemo or um, radiotherapy, um, I'm home sick. I, I'm I'm going to be puking in a toilet by myself, and um, <sighs> to be honest, I'm not too worried about me because you know I could handle it. But I've got two beautiful dogs that saved my life on multiple occasions, and I've got a parrot that I inherited from my mum. So I, I'm I'm really a bit worried about them if I have to go into hospital, and you know if I'm really sick, then you know I I want to make sure that I can take care of them. So that's ultimately where a lot of my concerns coming from. But my first trip into the hospital when I was yeah got pretty sick and I um, was a bit worried. I had like numbness on my left side of my face and it was coming down my face into my neck. Um, I, I went to hospital to get it checked out. It took forever, but. The guy next to me found out that he's got about, I think it was about, it was eight or nine lesions in his brain. He had a melanoma and it pretty much spread through his um, body. And I don't know if you've been in those little hospital beds in emergency, those little curtains don't offer you a lot of privacy. And it was, you know, very hard to listen to this man's story and he didn't want to call his daughter because... Um she was still sleeping and didn't want to disturb her and yeah i 'm next door <coughs> <coughs> sorry about that guys oh god i'm coughing up this really gross musty rust um taste, and it's been disgusting yesterday i no oh, i 'll fill you into the next time I went to the hospital, but yeah this gentleman he um Was very stoic and powering through to his daughter Had an appropriate time for her to get the kids to school And come in and see him before he told her But I was out before that happened And there was a poor lady across in the bed She was sort of been moaning and groaning all night And that poor lady had a fractured skull from her husband She was a um, domestic violence survivor and um, she, her number one concern was her children, and she actually, I've got to feel awful friggin' telling you guys this, because of, you know, the little curtains, but <sighs> extremely brave lady, um, she wasn't too worried about her kids, because she said that um, he he doesn't hurt them, it's just her. But this poor lady's been struggling with her little battle, and yeah they had to call the social worker, and I wasn't there when she arrived, but it kind of puts your problems in perspective when you know someone's got this stuff on, and this is before that we found out about Gerald um so yes the next the next time I was in the hospital was just yesterday um was, it's been a really tough day like I've been I get really well and get to a point where I feel like I'm doing okay and then I um, go really bad and get really sick again so it's been very annoying but I started coughing up that musty rust stuff and um, was coughing that hard that had orange stuff coughing up that and um, I have never ever in my life coughed up orange. I've coughed up you know, a little bit of blood here and there, some gross snot, and that, but never anything orange. So it was a bit a bit of a worry. Um, my ecologist she talked to my doctor, and yeah, she was a bit upset with me for the fact that um, I was a bit blasé about when I found out about Gerald, and you know um, what they might do to treat it with you know, chemo and radiation if it's something a bit bad so she rang up to check how I was and I told her what had happened and she was like oh that's no good but this awesome lady took it upon herself to say look you should go to hospital I'm happy to meet you there and I will sit with you and we'll go through and um, help help you through it and normally i wouldn't go to hospital because i'm it's like what what the hell they're not going to do anything anyway but i thought if this lady is taking out her time to do it and um look after and care for me then i would be an idiot not to so had lots of blood tests other bits and pieces had a x-ray Um, x-ray come back clear of course obviously Gerald was there and had some I've got some other bronchial problems going on at the moment that they don't seem to have pegged down I honestly believe a lot of the stuff is um, caused by the mould but the really annoying thing is none of the stuff that um, I've got is showing up in any of my tests so it is very frustrating in the fact that Because they aren't showing up on my test, um, people are looking at me like I'm an idiot. And the fact that I'm just doctor googling and trying to fit my symptoms into stuff I find on the net. But we won't know pretty much until I go get Gerald checked out and find out what what he's doing in my lung. And what's going on there. God, I wish I could have some happy news for you guys let you know that, hey, guess what, everything's fine. Uh, I've got, you know, I've got a job, I can keep my house. The reality of it is, on the 19th, the bank's going to be asking me questions. And can I afford to pay the payments on the bank instead of the reduced payments I'm paying? Or are they going to make me sell it? And then if I have to go under chemo or anything, um where do I go the only place that I could afford if I sold this place would be four to five hours away from any major hospital system so that's kind of been a bit of a worry because I I don't want to have to be stuck in hospital overnight and worrying about my dogs what's happening to them because they have definitely saved me on multiple times And I'm extremely grateful, and I pretty much will do whatever I can to make their life comfortable. But, you know, the weird thing is, even though I've got all this shit going on, I'm still probably in the the best sort of headspace I've been. Yes, it's a struggle when I'm really sick, and people don't understand. It's very hard to try and communicate that across. Um, I had one doctor basically tell me that um i'm having a lack of insight when i was extremely sick which basically means that i'm having a serious mental health episode and when you're physically sick and a doctor tells you that it actually took me a day to figure out what the hell she said and i had to look up the word she she called me which was a bit um bit shocking but even even with all that stuff, I've still managed to keep a good headspace, and I'm 100% not embarrassed now to sort of reach out and ask for help now. Especially if I have to go and get chemo and radiation treatment, because the the, the one thing that I do worry about, as you know, is my is my fur babies, my dogs. So you know, make things a lot easier. And I was a bit in a bit of a financial jam this week after a lot of um, expenses medical-wise had to come out. I was a bit short, so I had to swallow my pride and ask a friend if I could borrow some money. And she was very grateful and lent it to me, so hats off to her. I really appreciate it. And I've sort of been a bit more open with um, people... Letting them know sort of what, what I'm going through and what I'm struggling through at the moment. Just so I know that I've got that um, extra blanket of protection there. So, you know, I've got someone to hold my head while I'm puking in a toilet. Or got someone that I can look after my dogs. So, it doesn't make things feel uh, too bad then. So... Regardless how shitty everyone's life is is going at the moment and the challenges that you're going through, just remember that there's, there's always a positive side. And, you know, maybe this is the lesson that I needed to learn to, you know, swallow my pride and ask for help. Not struggle in the dark anymore, not running away from the world. I'd really like to start getting out again and start um, making some friends because nothing sort of makes you feel very isolated when you are extremely sick and you've got no way to get to the hospital or you've got no one to call on to take you to the hospital. That, That was sort of being very humbling and I don't want to be that way be interesting to know, has anyone else had shittier luck than I have? (laughs) Surely not. But, you know, I'm looking at this, this is just a little hump in the road, and it will get me to where I need to be, and hopefully well, hopefully we can find out what Gerald is, and fix Gerald, or remove Gerald. But, I will keep you updated um, as to um, what the specialist say, says on the 9th of December, so I won't try and keep um, these, these podcasts um, too long anymore, I'll just try and keep you up to date a bit better now, so you guys aren't worrying and stressing about what's going on, because that's the last thing I'd like. I'm doing enough worrying and stressing for everybody. But what I will say, and this goes back to my correction days, is it's been very, very humbling to sort of be put in a position of almost like a prisoner that I'm, I'm locked away um, I'm waiting on other people to do stuff for me. Um, I can't do it myself. I can't do anything and you know till I'm told. And getting inf- information and stuff has been a bit bit of a worry and definitely a bit of a, st- um, uh, a stressor. And I can definitely see the correlation between what I'm going through to what the prisoners went through. Um, there are a lot of anguish and a lot of um, angst and stuff that they went through. Um, I definitely did my bit to try and help. Um, I know a lot of officers basically thought I was a bit of a do-gooder and a crim-lover, as they call us. But I always looked at the fact, if I was in prison, how would I like to be treated? And to be honest, I'm in a prison. And um, I'm I'm reaching out and I'm asking for help. Some people have been fantastic. Some people have been very dismissive. And some people just ignore. And it's it's been my lesson. And it, from what I've seen from working with other officers, it's pretty much how it was with them as well. So it has opened up my eyes. A, a lot that way. Yeah. And if if we expect prisoners to... Get better and um, get back into the community. Then this is something that needs to be addressed. Um, you know, like it or not, some of these guys are human beings and are going to get back in the community. It's just what are the type of people we want to be letting out of the, the out into the community? That's probably the big one. But yeah. It it definitely used me up and burnt me out doing what I did. But do I regret it? No. No, I don't. I I did join Corrections and did do my job so I could help people. And I stand by that. And if I can get through this, then I, I will get a job where I can help people. And hopefully sharing my story is helping people out there as well. Well, I appreciate hearing from you guys. You got anything? Let me know. Love to hear from you. Well, I guess this will be it till the 19th. Oh, the ninth. So, fingers crossed. And, yeah, let's find out. Thoughts and prayers, everybody. Thoughts and prayers. Well, you have a good weekend, everybody. And chat to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.